0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Colored Commentary. That's right, colorful conversation by colorful people about Christianity, culture, and race. I'm your host, Marcus Lloyd, and of course, the man is in here today. What's up, Antoine? Hey, yo, what's
1: up, everybody? How you doing? Antoine
0: is... In the building, are you you talking in the third person? I believe I just said (laughs) Antoine is in the.
1: I was about to say Antoine is in the house. Antoine likes to be here. Antoine likes to do things. Just the third person (laughs) reference, right there. (laughs) You're Um, so
0: stereotypical, athlete, right now. Yeah, yeah. Talking in the third person.
1: (laughs) Hey, I just want to tell the people. (laughs) Okay, go for it. I got to tell the people that we want to hear from. So go follow us Mm -hmm. at Color Comments Instagram and Twitter, and. yeah, man, we want to hear from you. Yeah,
0: you know, I'd love to hear what people want to hear about. Uh, not just hear kind of what they're thinking about the show, but like, hey, what do you want to know about? Like, what are some questions you have? It's a great place to kind of ask that. Maybe they can do a uh, message just personally so they don't maybe don't feel like they have to, you know, say oh, it out loud. Put it out, out know, on put blast. Put it out on so blast. Blast. Like, uh, Start their own conversation. Exactly. Back,
1: it would be kind of cool. Uh, then we just come in. Who knows? Maybe one episode yeah. will, like, come through and we were like, hey, it's all about responses from Twitter. I would
0: love that. I that would be
1: that be legit. But y'all got to show us that uh, that that you know you're interested in doing something
0: like that. That's right. Well, maybe they'll be interested today because we've got uh we got a fun one today. We're continuing uh in our series kind of talking about, you know, the interracial home, interracial families, mm-hmm. interracial marriage, all that good stuff. Yep. And so we 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 have we have referenced uh our guest early on I think in it the was podcast our,
1: was it our first? It episode? might have been our first one. Is he the first or the second?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we
1: gave we gave a shout out. Yeah, gave y'all the precursor, the foreshadow <laughs> of the of the one, the only.
0: That's right. Our friend and uh, one of our our dear sisters, Miss Deborah Hill. How you doing, Deborah?
2: Hey, doing great. Today. Yeah. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Man, we're glad to have you in the studio and the house. Welcome to Colored Commentary. Awesome. Uh when we're talking about colorful people, um definitely you come to mind, Deborah, in lots of different ways. But for the episode, uh, we're talking about interracial uh or, or I guess biracial kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it makes me think um uh, we we've referenced this on, on other episodes. Um my uh my, my mother in law uh, when my when Lisa and I were getting married, uh, and my and my father in law, in fact, and probably many people who are getting married in, in interracial marriages, the, one of the key questions that people ask about is, well, what about the kids? Like, what yeah. what will the kids be like? How yeah. will they live? What's their life going to be like? And yeah. so, so we decided to bring. Miss Deborah in here, and why would we bring you in here, Deborah, to talk about this?
2: Maybe because I'm biracial. Biracial,
0: baby. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I'm black, maybe. but no. uh, oh, so she already she has went it right. In.
1: She went right. Mm-hmm. In. Mm-hmm. She said, "I'm black." So, yeah. so that look, so that look, that's, that,
0: that's a great way to start the conversation, okay. right? Because I think people try to understand again like what are the kids going to be it's a question of identity and you went straight out like to mm-hmm. it like I'm black so why why do you identify as black and not white when you are biracial
2: well I just believe that uh for me to go into a room and say that I'm white then I have to explain that
0: hmm
2: huh. you know it's not something that's um obvious that I'm half white. And so walking into a room and excusing your blackness and explaining your whiteness, just I'd rather if there's a problem with my blackness that, you know, that kind of uh, repels anybody who has a problem with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's interesting. Going, it is interesting
1: because I was thinking about it on the way over here, and I was thinking I don't think I know any mixed, uh, especially with black and white, like I don't know anyone who would say that they identify as white.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I look, and yeah. part I, of it and and you we said it uh, even in the identity episode that we did at the, yeah. the very very beginning that so much of your identity is kind of given to you it's told to you. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's from the outside. Yeah, and yeah. so
0: and, and so now you've <laughs> you've told me a funny story though. Uh, you had a, a, a a boyfriend, maybe? Yes,
2: yes. Yeah, tell, tell, yes. tell us a
0: little bit about that.
2: Had this really, he's really cute, Hell you know, boy. tall, white guy. Um, oh, okay,
0: I'm out there. Okay. Nice, yeah. <laughs> for me Are you there, out
2: on the white hair? I was just <laughs> talking about me. She <laughs> like, oh, just, You he's a, cute. You thought personally yeah. talking no, yeah, about you. you just bleeped in on the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah, you
0: got to. All right, please continue, <laughs> so, Debra. Really we really good-looking, you know, like typical. Oh, now she's talking about me. She got over here. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, go for it. No, and
2: I love, I love, I mean, I I'm I do not discriminate when I date, but I do love black men if if I had to uh, to choose. Um, but I was dating this white guy, and he's a really nice Christian guy. And he said to me one day we were talking, and we'd gotten to know each other over several months. And he said, Deborah, I have a question. You know, tell me why you don't just tell people you're Norwegian because actually I'm bicultural. My mm. mother's from Norway." And then. Kind of earn their respect and then tell them you're black.
0: You mm, said earn their yeah. respect. Was that
1: the quote?
2: Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. And crazy. he and I, you know the oh, wow. t- the 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 sentiment wasn't offensive sure. because his heart was truly. He thought I agreed with him yeah. that black was less than white, and he just mm. assumed that I agreed with him. Wow. So we had a good conversation about. Wait a minute. You want me to come in looking ridiculous? You know, having to explain myself to strangers, so that you feel better. And then somehow they're going to guess at some point that I'm black? Like, that makes no sense. And he he got it then. We'd had several conversations that I thought, oh, this is a new level of insight. Mm. But it still kind of ruins a relationship to a certain degree because it says... Oh, then what was going on with you that you thought I was less than that you were dating me? Yeah,
0: and it, right. it begs the question, like, so then how did he describe you away from you? Yeah, you know what I mean, like, yeah. so if was there a butt in there? Yeah, yeah. If he's yeah. like, yeah,
1: she's, she's black, but,
2: but you know, you know but she's, she's
0: got a little bit of this. And, and not only is she white, she's Norwegian. Yeah, right? yeah. no, That's... that was the
2: sentiment that I I understood. Oh, really? That, yeah. That and and looking back at conversations, I thought, oh, he's just I'm okay because. I'm um, the white. um half whitest of white. Yeah, you know? and it, look, and yeah.
0: I, I, not not even to get sort of political, but it just it's it's there's some of that conversation that even comes in mm-hmm. about immigration, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen that even in the conversation mm-hmm. around immigration, it's like okay, uh, south of the border, we're gonna we're gonna build a wall. We're not gonna let those cats grow through. And but we're fine, or even some of the countries that the s hole countries, if you will. Uh, but even but the countries like Norway and stuff yeah, are, are ones okay. that we 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 are. We are almost courting, yeah, recruiting. Right, to come in, for in that sure. For now, sure. okay, so you 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 talk, you kind of dropped in on on the idea that your mom was Norwegian. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your parents. You know, how did they meet? Uh, what 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 went on from there?
2: Well, what I know about my parents, my dad is actually he's black. He's also from generational poverty, and with that comes a whole host of issues. Mm. So. I did not grow up grow up with my dad. Mm-hmm. So um, my mom and my dad met, uh, as far as I know, in California. And my mother is very private, still very private. But from family members, I heard that she came over as an au pair mm-hmm. and met my dad and uh, obviously um, had five kids really quick. They got married, had five qu- kids really quickly. And I guess their courtship was my mother ob- coming over from Norway as a teenager, mm-hmm. had to be adventurous probably really passionate. Mm -hmm. My dad, um, charismatic, beautiful man, and uh, had five kids within seven years after they got married. And then he basically was gone. And so we were living and growing up in a very poor black area of Dallas. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really interesting experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
0: you had, you have, all right, so you have four other siblings. Um, I was I was reading an article uh the other day. I think it was uh, I think it's National Geographic talking about um these set of twins that were they came from the same mother and father but it was a, an interracial marriage and a set of twins and one looked quote unquote black and the other looked quote unquote white. Like mm. I mean, you know, like Black where the the hair was curly, it was dark it was puffy right uh, had the 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 stereotypical sort of you know darker skin and and features, and then the the white one had kind of like this long dirty blonde hair that was real kind of stringy and just it, it was amazing when you see like the two girls next to each other mm-hmm. to think that they're twins um, and so obviously they're both biracial right but mm-hmm. one passes as black and the other passes as white. Do you have any siblings that can pass as white, or do they all kind of?
2: No, it's so funny because out of all five of us, we're—it's a very little difference in our coloring and hair texture, and height and all that. So we're pretty much a blend for sure.
0: Mm. Now you grew up in uh, this—you know—south part of Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, predominantly black area. Yeah. But you had a white mom, yeah, so was what was wild. what was that what was that like not not just for you, but what was that like for her yeah. raising these five uh black children uh in this neighborhood? what was that like for her?
2: you know i I know she had a really hard time i I remember people being really mean to her, and I remember her she's fierce, and so she wouldn't take much of anything she she was someone that would go out and yell at people if they were yelling at her. Mm. I remember her people like breaking into our home and throwing eggs at the wall mm. and saying things to us as kids that weren't appropriate. So my initial experience of if I say black people had to do with poverty. Yeah. and the culture of poverty. And so, you know, of course feeling n- confused, but also very protective of my mom. Yeah. It was a confusing childhood for sure particularly up until about 10 or 11. Mm. Yeah.
0: Now, did she ever have to like how did she interact having these kids like I think you've told me sometimes about just some some stuff that she had to go through.
2: Yeah well I know that there were things like Say if we were going to go like I remember one time taking a road trip and my mom having us hide in the car because she needed to get a hotel room Mm. because her sense was that if people knew that her kids were black. There were things that she was not had didn't have access to, and she had the experience of coming over here as a norwegian yeah right. know, person that yeah. probably had access to whatever a mm-hmm. beautiful young woman and then marrying a black man and she said it was social suicide mm. to tell people that she had black kids mm. and so that was really hard to hear, yeah, but I remember feeling very separate from her life yeah you know do,
1: do you do you feel like um <coughs> you feel like how how different today do you think it is for? That scenario than uh, than it was back then you...
2: I still think on some level, I mean that it's social suicide when you marry a black person
1: mm-hmm.
2: as far as what maybe a white person grew up in if they grew up in a very homogenous um, mm-hmm. space because if and I was talking to a group and saying okay you're you're a member at the country club, you know you were married to a doctor, you're white, mm-hmm. he's white, and then you divorce. And then you fall in love with a black guy. Like, how do you feel bringing—and the black guy's a doctor, too. How do you feel bringing him to the country club? Mm -hmm. How do you think that'll affect your social status? Mm. So even today, we know that that'll shift. We don't like to talk about that, but it shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. just by the nature of the color of the skin, which is—it's wild when you think about it. It really is.
1: It is. Well, we've already talked about—we've talked about the conversation that when you come home with someone— interracially dating and how you know a lot of times the parent is like are you sure like there's a sense of apprehension when mm-hmm. you come home with someone right. and, so and and how easy it is to realize that that's the kind of world we live in at that moment when a lot of times throughout everything else you're just kind of like oh this race thing is not that big a deal yeah when your son or daughter comes home with someone who's of of the opposite race suddenly
0: it becomes more it, real. Yeah, all of a <laughs> yeah, sudden it's, it's yeah. more
1: real, and it's immediately real a lot of times for some people. So, yeah. do you
0: have? Uh, so, obviously, your mo- your mother's still alive uh-huh. with us today. Yeah. So, do you do you maneuver around with her and find anything different in the way that she's treated, the way that you're treated? Do, do people put you together when you're together?
2: Oh no, we we none. I think nobody would put any of her kids with her, which is an interesting dynamic, right? Because yeah. how do you? you know, especially when you're going through difficult times, how do you truly have empathy for somebody you don't look like? And, and my mother not being from the U.S. was not clear on what was going on as Mm -hmm. far as the racial um, strife. And she said she was just completely floored with it all. So now we have good conversations. Now, years ago, I would really try to convince her, mom, it's very different. I was raised to not even think about race. Mm -hmm. Like she would just say, you're you. Mm-hmm. you're you so i'm a i think I have a unique perspective in that. I wasn't raised with, like, her saying, okay, you're biracial or you're white or you're black. I was raised with, don't worry about that stuff. Oh, wow. And then growing up, man, everybody else was worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody else had, opinion had so an opinion about it. So I became very aware that there are there's definite ways you get treated differently when you're black. Yeah. And then as a teenager and early adulthood, trying to explain to her and being to tears, yeah. like, mom, it's not that easy. Like, I'm having a hard time or, you know, trying to get rid of... Um, difficulties in relationships because of my color and finally I just had to say she's not going to get it Mm. and then I think now particularly our conversations are more she gets it Mm. she says oh my gosh and she's outraged by it but I I don't I think I don't know if she had to protect herself or she just didn't want to have those conversations we already having a hard enough time but it was really rough
0: did anything particularly change what was it that made her kind of come over to the side
2: um, the current political climate.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Look, and yeah. we find that. Look, and, you know, we, we, mm-hmm. we occasionally just drop in on the political pieces, and we find yeah. that this conversation, the conversation around race, has always had political implications. It always has. It
2: always has. Well, and yeah, so the, it that's even, how it
0: started. Exactly. Well, right? she, <laughs> yeah. She yeah. kept
2: saying, oh, you know, she kept kind of sweeping <laughs> it under the rug. But yeah. I think now it's just so out there that this first time in my life that we've actually had real conversations, probably around when Obama was a- elected too. Mm-hmm. I think that was um, she just I think maybe even her and her family members, They there was this relief. Yeah. You know, they, they're still in Norway and Sweden. And yeah. there was this relief like, oh, Americans, you know, they're, they're coming along. This isn't that big a deal. And then to have it swing back to the other extreme. Well, I mean, not, you know, I mean, that's how. A lot of the political conversations. Yeah, were yeah, the com- yeah, the
1: commentary out <clears> there <throat> is. That it's like, yeah.
2: what? Yeah. What? But it's cool because it's healing between me and her. Like, you yeah. can have conversations where she gets it.
0: I think that's so fascinating, right? Because, you know, I think many times, particularly those who are in the race conversation, we when we saw this, this, uh, this, uh, political time coming. We were just like, oh, this is going to be a very difficult season for us mm. as we try to engage in this conversation. And that's been true to form. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to hear, you know, we talk about in Threaded as one of our values to rejoice always, right? Like to find like some good things, some hope in the midst of it. And that's just yeah. a, a great story. Like that that even in the midst of the the frustrations that we're feeling sort of around this race conversation, uh, to find a, a mother and her, her biracial daughter <laughs> yeah. being able to have better conversations yeah. uh, because of the environment, it's, you know, it's one of those things that's like you, you find you just try to find some of that silver yeah, lining, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And it's also interesting, as you were talking about um, the way your relatives do, – do you, are you connected to your relatives in mm-hmm. Norway?
2: Yeah. Like, how often
0: do you deal with them, see them?
2: So, every few <clears> years we'll go visit, and, of course, we try to communicate several times throughout the year. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah. got blonde hair, blue-eyed cousins are sure. in Sweden. and yeah. You know, my my aunt has a sheep farm in Norway. <laughs> she has got like isn't, right, that whatever, isn't that what a everybody sheep. has to know? Yeah. That's that's all we ever <laughs> On know about mountains. Norway. She has a cheese farm. <laughs> yeah. Next so, time you go yeah.
1: now, like we, I feel like I feel like <laughs> I feel like, feel like, like you should, gotta take y'all. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like it's requisite now. Yeah, like yeah, we to should
0: go drive the countryside. Do an episode yeah, over there. we'll yeah. do it
1: live no. in Sweden.
0: Uh that's right, Stockholm. with the
1: accent and
2: everything. Yeah.
0: What is the sweet? What is I the accent? I, just, I want I to hear this. I
1: don't know what the accent is. Don't Are put me sur- on the spot. <laughs> don't, I don't yeah, know. No, I no. don't know the accent. I'm just going to do a Jamaican accent to be ridiculous. Just, just, just to be ridiculous. Just, no, that's, that's why, why I not. We're ain't in uh, Sweden. Uh, man. Man. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like, that, that ain't even. even it how did that happen? That ain't even kick you out of the
0: country, right? But I love that they were. And you said the word. They were kind of relieved. Uh, when, yeah. when, when Barack Obama was, yeah, was elected and obviously, sure. gosh, we're in the midst of like this political conversation. Oh, they love him. Um, uh, what, they yeah. Him. So, because, you know, one of the things that we, uh, that America found is in the ways that we dealt with race relations, particularly like early in the 1900s, and the 20th century, really, um it really hurt the way the world looked at us uh, from a foreign affairs situation. We would talk about being the home of the land of the free and the brave, whatnot, right. but then people would look and go, but look what y'all are doing yeah. to the people in your own country. And that so part of even the civil rights movement and mm-hmm. the, and the move towards more civil rights was not just a, Hey, we love people now. It was like, uh, we need to look better yeah. in the, in, in the, in the, uh foreign foreign uh, areas. Um, yeah. We're going to make good on the promise, make good on the promise. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but for you, like, so we talk about this in our home, like, My kids, um, their first president is Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. They're biracial, right? And so they're like their first president represented for them is a biracial person. Tell me a little bit like, how did, what did that, what did that mean to, did you, did you think about that? Uh, when Barack was, was coming through, did you did you identify in any way with him as a biracial person, or did you not even think about that?
2: No, I did. And also his dad is African. And so for mm. me, I r- related to him being—it's almost like realizing, okay, he is biracial, he is bicultural, yeah. right? And he's traveled the world. He grew up in different Hawaii. areas and mm-hmm. so, right? And But I was so excited because I got it mm. that he's still a black man. Hmm. And that we could own him, you know I mean? We could own him <laughs> and say, those words, he's the uh, first We black, this I know, right? Him. We drafted him, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> along with Tiger Woods. The Tiger Take yeah. anybody, you got <laughs> yeah. any drop, you got any
0: drop, you are a part of the team. No, now. I was right. so excited. But I, Although we'll know, give him truly, a ride back, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. I'm <laughs>
0: oh, sorry, um, well,
2: Yeah, a tangent. But um, that... Also, being with friends and celebrating his election. Um, And like I said, I I try to stay in the middle. I I truly try to understand both sides. And I've come a long way probably in the last couple of years. And it's been helpful because, you know, you have to do that own personal reconciliation. Right. Okay, God, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. I mean, you're sovereign. So, but for me, the celebrations around it and some of the relief of some of my older black friends that were just like, I never thought in my lifetime. So to be around that, that felt wonderful, but there was a very personal understanding that I kinda get his journey. You Mm -hmm. know? And that was really cool. But I kept that to myself. Yeah. Because I was not gonna excuse his blackness, right? Or excuse kinda his Americanness. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was a beautiful thing Mm. for the country. Yeah. If I'm listening to this and I'm a
1: I'm a parent or I mean I'm thinking through like a parent or maybe even a someone who's thinking about getting into an interracial relationship and thinking about this whole thing about kids, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, I would, I think I would want to know from you, like as a kid growing up in America, as a biracial um, child, uh, one, two questions. One is what would be something maybe you would offer as a, um, some, Advice maybe mm-hmm. for parents of a biracial child, things that they could be thinking about, mm-hmm. which could probably come from the first from the second question, which is, What were some key moments maybe that you had as a child that you like, man, um, you know, I learned this, or my mom, my mom you know, my mom did this well and it mm-hmm. helped me in this way, mm-hmm. um, or you know, if you're willing to go into it, man, I kind of wish I would have been told or gotten this yeah. sort of exposure yeah. because mm-hmm. it would have helped me deal with it. So, what what are some of the, I guess, what I'm asking is, What are some of the ways that um, a parent for a biracial child could uh, kind of prepare themselves for what that might be like, and what we'll were some key moments with you as a child?
2: I think, honestly, I mean, as simple as this sounds, is that your kid's not going to look like you mm. most of the time, right? Not You're going to see very stark differences, whereas they're more subtle. I mean, if you got a kid, a girl that looks just like a dad, that's different. Sure, yeah, I hear you. You have a kid that has maybe different texture hair. Yeah. I think that that you know you prepare yourself probably throughout pregnancy, um, but advice would just be to really honor their other part, like to to not wash over it because maybe even they look more like you. That that's really important, just to, for that wholeness. Yeah. Um, I think my mom. I wish she had addressed it. I yeah. wish because honestly, grew up and there was a sense of denial about our blackness growing mm. up, and so especially. One of my older brothers had a real hard time with it. And so we were so confused because there was nobody kind of holding us down on that. And Mm. it was all just figured out. So we grew up where there was some Hispanic, a lot of Mexican-Americans. Yeah. And at one point, I mean, we even claimed that. Oh, wow. Yeah, because my dad wasn't around. And I remember one time where we – this is – a whole nother podcast we lived in a children's home for a few years Mm. and i remember them saying your dad's gonna visit and i had never seen him that i remembered Mm. and so when i'm looking out the window looking out the window when i see him walk by and it's this tall black man with an afro i was so embarrassed i was so mortified wow because i had represented myself very differently than that you know probably fifth sixth grade and Mm. so just Addressing it from the beginning,
1: mm. right? Yeah, just sort of owning it and just stepping into that reality right away and
2: yeah, yeah,
1: not, not really skirting around it. Mm.
2: Yeah, and I will say that my, what my mom did really well was that it she told me a lot, it wasn't about race, it was about your values and yeah. your character. And so, and she raised me in a way that I didn't necessarily identify with a race mm-hmm. and my values. Help me move between the worlds. Mm -hmm. So, um, and she'd always say, "When in Rome." Now, I don't know if I tell my kids that, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, you you learn to go into an environment, sit back, and see what the culture of that environment is, and then just kind of blend into that, but bring your personality and your values. And so, I think she did that really well. I, you know, I've asked, I've had friends over the years ask, "Would I recommend somebody have biracial children?" and Honestly, I've, most of the time, probably 80 percent of the time said no, hmm. because it's not that it's so difficult. It's just that if you have a choice and you're thinking practically about who you marry, mm-hmm. then maybe think practically about what the kid's experience is going to be. And if you can't relate completely, it makes it harder. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's just, of <laughs> course, based on my unique experience. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: And, and it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, why make it? Why make it harder? You know, from that point of view, it's, you know, if someone says, "Hey, could you have?" If it were not harder, then you'd probably be like, "Fine," mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. since it is a little harder, then maybe you you should definitely factor that into the into the uh, decision making. Sounds yeah. like what you're saying. You're kind of
2: thrust into a mascot role for mm-hmm. a lot of people, and mm-hmm. uh, conquer like for black women, there's always this idea that I'm not black enough, and mm-hmm. black men, I think there's always this because. Biracial people have been put in a certain light, particularly in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. That it's never, the walls aren't really always down. Yeah. And so it just makes it more difficult to relate yeah, culturally, it makes it difficult to relate. I mean, so you I might have,
1: overcompensate in one way or the other. And,
2: and I've had to, like, really immerse myself in black culture Yeah, um, mm. because I wasn't exposed to it young. I love it. I love being black. But yeah. there's still something that I just can't completely live into because I yeah. didn't have that experience. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, mm-hmm. you do, I'm so you do—I'm sorry. So you—tell us a little bit about what you do because I want to ask um, how your biracial um, upbringing contributes to that. So—
2: so I'm a therapist mm-hmm. and I uh, see people, I mean, I do also, I'm director of Project Hope, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, a, a relational ministry that helps women in crisis. Yeah, And so being biracial, I think is helpful because I also work in an environment that it's mainly affluent white as staff in a church environment. And we're working with a community that's either in crisis or have been experiencing generational poverty, which in our urban area tends to be uh, probably a third black, a third brown, and then you have white. Yeah, And so I get to bridge that, mm-hmm. right? So um, I can say, don't say this, don't do this, or address that directly, don't be afraid. So I get to kind of stand between these cultures. So uniquely, I feel like I was made for this. Right, you have <laughs> yeah. this unique yeah.
1: platform where you can stand in between.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, stand in where, between. And then I can say things about, about and two white people yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> that yeah. are just like they're just like oh it's okay I'm half white yeah it's yeah you good. got receipts you're like yeah Look, yeah, I can, I can yeah I'm this. good I'm good yeah. i even yeah. yeah. but cool. to see they're not be able to have those conversations and then to have them they're almost relieved like oh we can talk about that yeah so it's cool yeah
0: yeah and that's so interesting you know just thinking about even you know the the idea of you know to be to have biracial kids to get in, interracial marriage uh, so much of it, it to, to make it really viable is to make use of what you're about to create, right? Mm-hmm. What you're about to do, right? To be intentional about it. You're, you're talking about your, you know, your mom going, hey, she, she, did, she didn't lean into the intention of helping you understand kind of both sides of this this coin that you were, you're you dealing with. I think one of the things that when when people find themselves in interracial relationships, and we talked a little bit about this with, with the leases, uh, and even having biracial kids, is the intentionality is almost... Uh, you have to be intentionally intentional right like you have to know uh, it you don't get to just be in love and just go about your right. business you know what i mean it's like you've got to go i'm in love and i'm going about my business but my business has a a, a possibility to do something here right. and and as a biracial child it's the same right like it, it i'm i'm assuming mm-hmm. uh that you don't get to just go about your business and just be a black person go about your business just be right. a white person but you you've got feet in both of these camps and so now you got to make a choice either to to lean in actually based on what you said earlier repeatedly yeah you, choices. well but based on what you said yeah. earlier you don't even get a choice to lean into whiteness like no, because you no, you have to explain that that's not an option you've yeah. got to go into blackness yeah. which but, is
2: beautiful absolutely Perfect. Yeah. but
0: to deny the white part of you, Miss, maybe misses out on the opportunity like you were just yeah. talking about to be able to be that bridge. Yeah, because right? it,
1: like, it, it feels like there's a challenge to be equally proud of both things, yeah. right? Because I would yeah. imagine that if you're biracial, and even if it wasn't black and white, you said Asian and yeah, Mexican, sure. you know, I'm both. And so I kind of, there's a they're both me. Mm-hmm. So can I be Mexican proud and Asian proud? You know, can I be right. proud of both? Or and so the black and white because there's such such history there. Yeah, there's a duality like a, for sure. D- yeah. Yeah. You
2: you become dual because uh, you know, there is a certain pride about being half Norwegian. Yeah. And then the south, it's almost like I can say okay, I'm not going to walk in a room and excuse my blackness, but I'm, I I have before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Because it's useful. Yeah. And I you know, I I don't know, I have to own that it's been quite useful. Um Which is hard because then I feel like I'm betraying my black brothers and (laughs) sisters. Right. So then I over go into a room, like making sure that I'm at least representing. Because, you know, there's the history of mulattoes and and mixed people have been okay, we're going to represent because they'll hear us. Uh-huh. Yeah, they won't necessarily want to be in relationship with our brothers and sisters that are black. Right. But then there's like I said, there's a wall up there for for me. Yeah, like I can't go into I've been told like you're not black enough. Yeah. Like, you can't you don't know what it's like to be a black woman. And that's true to a certain degree. Mm. Yeah. But I'm up here represent tell me so that I can share with the world. And that's what I do for a living, too, is say I'm going to advocate <clears throat> for the minority women in crisis and, and of course, women in crisis, period. But advocate the perspective because yeah. there's such richness and wisdom and knowledge yeah. and brilliance there, but I can't be that yeah. right completely huh.
0: you, you 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 said uh you, you said something just a second ago that just made me think of a question i wanted to i wanted to kind of get out to the listeners so they can kind of be in, in find relief if you will Ooh, uh, Okay.
2: Is there tension Did I say no no kind of no tension?
0: no 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 i just I, I I use that word sort of flippantly in the sense of you yep. know,
1: yeah, we're always thinking about
2: what, yeah, the, what the naysayers like, what say. The, yeah. And when what people did was was just thinking without, yeah, yeah. without them, yeah. they'll
1: never say it aloud, but it's just sitting <laughs> right. between those
2: oh, ears. good. Well, and, yeah, y'all do that really well, too. I uh, oh, wow. listened and I'm like, oh, good. Y'all stop and make sure you take care of the listener. So that's awesome. <laughs>
0: it's a fantastic therapist giving us a, a <laughs> Thank compliment. you. Man. Thank you very much. We we'll will. Say we'll thank, take you. You. Yeah. thank you.
2: Yeah. We try.
0: Yeah. So just because I've experienced this before, right? Just even in my own sort of naivete of knowing exactly what to do with my biracial kids. Um, you know, historically, you mentioned the word mulatto, right? Yeah. A minute ago. Historically, uh, you know, biracial people have been called all kinds of things, right? Mm. Mulatto, which is this kind of skunk, reference to because uh...
2: they said we stunk. They said we were skunks. Gotta... Skunk. It, it,
0: I've never heard that before. Yeah. They Black with the white no, they came,
2: they're very creative in the hood. <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Zebra, skunk. Yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, somebody told me things. when I got
2: out in the sun that I had a line oh, and white on black, and I really, you know, you don't take a mirror out and. It's, and it's, <laughs> it's I'm sorry, like I really that. thought okay, I just turned half, wow. really half. Wow, like, yeah. oh, I'm wow. sorry, go ahead. Well, mulatto. So, so that,
1: that was from the black community. Yeah, they yeah. Were, oh yeah,
0: wow. that's the thing, you know. Yeah. So, so you got these kind of things, you know, mulatto. I think they called it back like octo or quad I mean, I don't know. They had all kind.
2: Yeah.
0: So people ask me all the time, right? They're like. And this is what I'm going to preface this to give you your opportunity to answer this question. People okay. ask me this all the time when they're when they're with me by myself. So, is it is it black? Is it African American? Like yeah. what do we what do we call you? So
1: and and, w- and by the way, it probably I come the same question, and it's always with a whisper, just like you said, like hey, it's just me and you right here, <laughs> yes. but it's still like hey, so hey, uh, is it? I don't mean to be offensive, <laughs> hey, but uh, I'm sh-
2: I yeah. know I, said, oh, I feel bad when I, I have to do like, that. You know, I, I feel I less offensive
1: now that you yeah. took the volume out of your voice. Yes. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so for you, like. I was. I remember one time I was. I was in. I was doing a show, and I was talking about my kids. And I was. There was a black guy in the dressing room with me, and I was like, "You know, my mixed kids." He's like, "They are not mixed. What? It is biracial." Now, this dude uh, does not have kids, uh, not married, and he was telling me what to call. So I don't know. What do you prefer to be called? This is one of those questions. No, no, sorry, I didn't say it right. Hey, uh, Deborah.
2: That's right, that's right. Oh,
0: so refer- so it, is, is it biracial? Is it mixed race? Like, yeah, it like yeah, depends, pin- depends
2: on the day, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Be careful, you're you know, talking too low. <laughs> you
1: start sounding like... Uh, you start <laughs> waiting on no, no Teddy Pendergrass. Turn like, them off. Right. <laughs> Turn
2: them, Turn them <laughs> off. No, you know, I love... I, I, I did love the term African-American because um, because like even I have a daughter that's really light-skinned with, with hazel eyes and people always you know, ask me. And at that time, I was going through college, you know, after I had her. And I remember just, I didn't want her to be confused about her race. And so I'd always tell her to say, you know, I'm black and I'm proud. Or she Before she could say even say African, she'd say African-American. African-American. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I'd <laughs> yeah. do that whole big, you know, uh, uh, black and I'm proud. what do you call it? Yeah, with, with my daughter. Because I don't want it to be about that all the time. But of yeah. course, I'm older now. But um I do, I, I like to be, Referred to as a black woman. But lately, it's almost like, okay, biracial people, we're getting a little more room to say biracial. Yeah. You know, there's just a little more crack open in that, uh, what used to be a really solid gap, Mm. because we weren't supposed to really exist. Yeah. Right? My mom and dad got married after the loving thing, probably just a few years. So, you know, here I am in my 40s. Going into the next decade and the next few years, and, I mean, you don't meet too many people my age that are biracial in the South. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... For me, it's like, oh, you know, I am. You guys don't biracial. have like a, a group
0: that y'all no, get together, a little support group, support group. You no. know? There's a Facebook group out there. She, got, was, yeah, she, had, she just ain't. Well, I like
2: my uniqueness, yeah. right? I'm, it's to give up, unique, I'm, I'm not unique it. anymore. Like, there's biracial <laughs> people, kids everywhere. And that's but, a good point. Yeah. Like, it
0: is the fastest growing demographic in the country, right? And 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 of the of the the biracial partnerships, if you will. Uh, biracial children who are black and white, I think are number four they 're like the okay. fourth largest group mm-hmm. right so i think it 's mm-hmm. latino and uh and uh, caucasian and yeah. so uh, it's it 's not a it 's a growing aspect and definitely you you mentioned the loving case which we talked about in our very first episode mm-hmm. uh, and have you uh, so and, and it, it leads me to that question do you do you have a um, do you have any sort of group? That's a, a a biracial friends, or is it just kind of you? Because I know we get together for our Wakanda meetings. You know what I yeah, mean? We got to kind of right? you know get through those kind of things. Right. But no. but do you have any it's like other bi- biracial friends that you engage in that you have the the shorthand with? Like like yeah. when you come together with black people, there's just like a shorthand, and white people come together, there's a shorthand. Do biracial people have like a a shorthand between them?
2: You know what? That's no. Not, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I know for me, that's that's been the hardest part. Like, I raise my kids. I'm part of an organization called Jack and Jill. And I'm always on, like, I feel like, and it's not anybody's fault, right? Yeah. I feel like I get into these groups because I'm a black woman. Sure. Mm-hmm. But then there's this kind of quiet agreement that I'm really not and that I'm on the periphery. And so then I stay on the periphery, which is fine because I kind of, you know, I don't mind being that person. But I'm pretty extroverted. And so sure. I go into – I, like, drop a bomb in the conversation and then walk out and watch the, the you know, <laughs> Watch the carnage. Yeah, because yeah, I'm I've like, well, you guys. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those meetings before. I've been in those before. Oh, Thank wow. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I, love, I love being that person. But at the same time, like, I come out of that group and there's another group when your kids g- grow up. And I just don't feel – I don't feel like that's my culture. Yeah. So, um, no, I don't have biracial friends that are, like, my age. Now, I've met, you know, 20-somethings. Sure. 30-somethings that, um, biracial, because, like I said, it's much more prevalent now. But it's really hard because everybody at that age is still trying to figure it out, right, and fit in where they fit in.
1: Yeah. And yeah. and society's changed a little bit, like you're saying. It's more There's more of them, and so, therefore, society has to deal with it. A Little bit more, and I get the feeling it's a little more accepted. Not you know, what yeah, I mean, like, no, yeah, no, I never though, feel yeah.
2: nowadays that it's a problem yeah. or that people are put off by it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely changed since I was in my probably 20s. Yeah. Um, no, I don't feel like it's a problem or handicap, I just feel like it's still they don't really know how to deal with a mm. person. I remember a, a biracial young girl came to me recently. And she said, Oh my gosh, I've never met an adult that's biracial. Wow. And I just want to talk to you more so I know what it's like, like maybe when I get older. And I remember did thinking you, Did
0: you punch her in the face and be like, What do <laughs> you mean get older? I know. Get how old. old do you think I but am?
2: How old do you think I am? I'm just 25 <laughs> times, you know, almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So I, yeah, I certainly think, man, they don't even have, like now you have more people to look up to. Yeah. Before it was like entertainment, like vanity. Prince, everybody who kind of had yeah. that look yeah. you know i didn't have to buy the curl juice i just had to put a you, little moose. You, you it was all good it was right. all good that's one of the stereotypes yeah, no that was with, a really good time i'm come gonna say at, the stereotype yeah, yeah, one that, of the that was a really good time with, in life with,
1: with mixed or biracial was always no. i went from attractive. really funny
2: looking to really cute yeah. oh just because yeah. uh, a couple people on tv and it was like oh they're acceptable you know but so, if
1: i go like because i remember going home like uh growing up like if i go home and I say well i'm you know, I want y'all to meet Susie. We've been dating and she's mixed. Immediately, my family would think already, oh, she's probably attractive. You know, like, it's, it's part mm-hmm. of the yeah. st- It's part, That's of part of the stereotype. One perk that, that, it's one of the positives. Yes. It's
2: one perk that <laughs> you, you get when I was a of, teenager, yeah. yeah, it was right on time for me, right? because mm. yeah. you, you. It's still right on duckling. time. They still go with it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, though, there's always this, to me, I love my black people. Like I said, when I've dated black guys, I was married for twenty years to a guy that's mixed German and, and black. Okay. So um, that was we had that in common. Not not like both parents, but but one grandparent each. Yeah. So was you he know, darker you, complected? No, or like, he, well, People thought he was white because oh, he, he pass, had he kind kind real for, feitch, yeah real features. Okay. And stuff. But when I've dated, it's almost like yeah, they wanna they wanna date a mixed girl, but they don't necessarily want to deal with the communicate the encoding and decoding going on between the two so that's really hard because you what what do you
0: mean by encoding and decoding
2: so me trying to explain kind of my perspective or what i don't get and then them trying to understand that and then communicate Uh, back to me like that's there's a more work there Mm. right where there's just things that are known when you date someone of your same race oh
0: okay they're not sure how depending on who you're dating, they're not sharing how black you are or how white you are. Is that kind of yeah, how you Yeah, or it?
2: things come up. Like, maybe I'm not, I don't eat, like, yeah. I don't want to go. Like, like soul food is wonderful. I can cook yeah. it, but um, it's not my thing, like, every week, Right. right. Yeah. Or you go to family barbecues and stuff, and if there's, y'all know how family barbecues are. Right? Yes, I mean I will play dominoes well, and spades. I don't know which family,
0: was... which part of your family are you talking about, <laughs> right? I don't now? Know. Which, which family? But she said barbecue. Although she so. said dominoes, yeah. And I said Once she I gave got, those clues, we knew. <laughs>
2: like, I wasn't talking about going to the cheese farm up on the mountains and I feel like listening a spades to the. Night the is, is dude right, with the Deborah. sheep. Yeah, the what? A spades, spades night. Let's do it. Oh yeah. Oh man. Okay, y'all play let's now. See, I had to pour myself into those things so that I could at least go in and enjoy. We are gonna
0: see if you got the right training. Oh,
2: y'all gonna see if I have. Y'all gonna see that I have right training right (laughs) and are you closer
0: to your to your black relatives i mean obviously there's a there's a a a distance obviously but i don't know well i
2: didn't grow up with my black relatives i mean i'm I'm, my my papa and i met my papa and we we visited him often when i was young i met some of my black cousins Mm -hmm. as adults so some of us met in college and i have half siblings that are um, full black, yeah, and yeah. There's, you know, we we we. Sometimes it can be forced, yeah. But there, a very loving few people in that yeah. group have yeah. always embraced me. Yeah. I don't get invited to like the family reunions or anything. Huh? Yeah. I get forgotten. I get kind of last. Yeah. Like, oh, we've been planning this for a year, but hey, next week we have the yeah. blank family reunion. Yeah. You're, in you're welcome to come, blank V blank Texas, and I'm just and I'm not offended. I'm like, yeah. you know, you're it's just not that bond. Yeah. But you know, it's okay.
0: How, um, so I want to, I want to just go back just for a second on the the biracial look. Okay. So a couple of questions first, maybe the easier one. Uh, okay. So when I look, when I met you, I remember I walked into your office and I looked at you and I was like, what is this girl? Yeah. I get that a lot. I know. So what, what are you? Uh, yeah. And so for me, it was like the whole decoding, like, as we were talking, like what's going on yeah. here? Um, so what do you get, uh, I don't know if the word is mistaken for, or what do yeah. people, you've mentioned one that was like Latino, or no, you took on the role of a Latino. Yeah, when I was uh, young. When you were young. Yeah. So do you get, uh, do you it's get. It's so w- funny to... how
2: confusing, like, my features are. Yeah. People, sure. because, like, even my daughter yesterday sent me a picture of a blonde-haired blue wom- blue-eyed woman and said, this reminds me of you. And I'm thinking, that's so funny. Huh. You know, because usually people will more, decide somebody that has your more skin tone and yeah, skin color, yeah. but i've gotten several people over the years that say oh you look like this woman it'd be a blonde hair blue-eyed woman but it, they, they see my features yeah yeah um but like brazilian or indian or uh, yeah, yeah. um when you say native indian american, like, like no, indian, indian or from, native american uh, oh in, you just yeah, from, yeah. You correct
0: yourself before yeah. i start. not incorrect.
2: Yeah. i was saying both no no i know i was saying yeah. i i was oh, asking the question yeah. why
0: you were giving the answer i was yeah, yeah.
2: um there's, let's see, Brazilian. I mean, nobody says, oh, are you I, I like Norwegian? Do de- you have Norwegian Brazilian in Brazilian. you? So, yeah. So, I get a lot of um, really brown cultures. Yep. And people are confused because, you know, you have a little different. Sometimes, like in our family, hair texture Hair is such a big deal in my right. culture. Yeah, so, sure. my hair texture is a little more th- um, thin okay. than, say, my some Your of my sister. siblings. And so, People will check your hair texture, hmm. yeah, and then they assume that you're something like Hispanic it. or yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
0: yeah. and so you mentioned also just a minute ago, like the the stereotype of of beauty. I'd love to just yeah. drop that into the center here oh for a second. Gosh. Yeah. Why do you think there is this? I'm not. I, I'm not going to say fascination, right? But I'm definitely going to say sort of this this lifting up of of biracial kids yeah. as. Beautiful, because it happens to me all the time. Like I know you got your oh, I want to have exotic. I I, I literally have people who told me like, oh, I just want to, I just want to marry a black guy so I can have these beautiful biracial kids. I'm like, we got issues to talk about. if That's What you're exactly so, but beyond the burden, first off, why do you think that people kind of raise up the the biracial as this as this icon of beauty?
2: Well, I think in many ways it can be the best of both worlds. You Mm -hmm. know, where you have People that want straight hair or want curly hair or want lighter skin or darker skin or, you know, body features or whatever that when you mix two races, sometimes you get, yeah, you know, you get the natural, like, yeah. you get the
1: natural tan or you get the.
2: Yeah. And they've been the ones that kind of put up there. I think that, too, particularly uh, sexualized, right. Yeah. Um, uh, biracial women. I think that they've been more acceptable to white men than black women. Hmm. Now, is that okay? I mean, yeah, leave leave everybody alone. I mean, you know, back in the day with sure. slavery yeah. and stuff. Right, sure. Um, but I just think it ends up being a bit of a burden because then the conversations around very fleshly perspectives. Yeah. And you there a lot of prejudgment based on that as opposed to, you know, who you are, what your experiences are and maybe even healing some of those. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. I I think it can be. And I know I I know a lot of people that have biracial kids. And the expectation, it's just like with Asians, well, the expectation is you're going to be good in math. Yeah. Okay, expectation by ratio, you're going to be that acceptable, socially beautiful, mm. or whatever. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, people have other areas that they are brilliant and talents and gifts. Yeah. And It's, not, and
1: all it's not all about that. It's not all about
2: that. And so that's that's really hard because that's another layer you have to yeah. kind of slough off. But,
1: mm. but in addition to that, though, like growing up, it just felt like the probability was high that, I remember when I was growing up, yeah. like just from a, as a teenager, if someone said, "Hey, I want you, to, I'm gonna hook you up. I got a girl, I want to hook you up with," All right. you know, and her name is Lisa. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> just everybody, just why not? I'm just gonna throw that in. So, yeah, her name is Lisa, and oh yeah, she's this, this, this. Oh yeah, she's mixing. Immediately, I would be like, "Oh,
0: uh-huh. yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, okay, go ahead and uh, let's, yeah. see. let's see." It, but it's because I, when I was younger, the probability was just higher that. I felt like I met more beautiful mixed people than I I didn't. It just felt like that's what it was. Well,
2: I think that's what God is saying, even through that. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's an end that He, you know, why would we put a wall up where God, He didn't? Like, we're not different species, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there's this beautiful mix of what survived throughout these two uh, iterations of God, right? And then you have that mix. So I think that there is something to that. And we see it even though. Maybe we weren't conditioned to see it. Yeah, you know that that's there's something to that. Antoine. Yeah, I think I do the, that. because
1: I think we beauty is a gift from God, just like anything else. Right, and sometimes it's one of those things that we don't always attribute to something a, that that God grants or graces, and that it could be used for His glory and to reveal something new about Him. You know, we we typically think beauty and we we make it shallow and make it mm-hmm. vanity, and you know we don't think anything spiritual. But I agree with you. I think yeah. there's room for some message from god maybe in some of that maybe no know? i yeah. look I, just, just I, as we're thinking it through a little I, bit obviously maybe. you know
0: beauty is subjective uh, in, sure. in many ways True. and sure. you know thinking about the the mixing of these two um uh, racial groups um that have had this this fight and this enmity between one another and you know there's a colorism aspect to it right mm-hmm. as we talked about it's yeah. like you know black people uh are racist against darker black people right mm-hmm. and they desire to be lighter and and you know the you mentioned it earlier and it's one like white people are looking for this natural tan right so it's mm-hmm. just this space in which it's it's the best of both yeah. desires yeah. right of yeah. beauty and yeah. and and what I think is good about what you were talking about, Antoine, is you know God will use whatever He needs to use to get His point across. For sure. And I I think it's interesting to think about a, a God kind of sitting there and going, "Okay, I've got this. I've got this country here, mm-hmm. uh, in which my people, who who I created both in my image, seem to have forgotten that they were both part of my image." Um, And yet they have this 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 uh, false understanding or this specific understanding about beauty that um, that both kind of uh, goes against how I made them look in some Mm -hmm. ways. So what I'm going to do is whenever they make a decision to come across those lines and act like like my people uh, that were called in my name, I am going to not the word is not reward them, but I'm going to create Whatever they create, I'm going to create it in such a way that it will make them stop and stare and go, Oh my gosh, I want to do oh, this more. I like that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so you I love that. um as and, and look, whether you're by rush or not, you're beautiful, we love you, that kind of stuff. love you too, guys. But and and I even think of my, my my kids like and this goes back to your intentionality as you're talking mm-hmm. to people who are getting married, cross race and creating these children. The the narrative that we can bring from a spiritual standpoint. As we think about it here in Color Commentary, thinking yeah. about a gospel-based center, yeah. is this is an opportunity to highlight the beauty of God's creation and tear down the walls yeah. that have been put up between these these. These these uh, races, yeah.
1: What uh, was what, yeah. what what society would say was supposed to be a monster? Yes. Mm-hmm. How dare you mix? Because before it was two different species. Oh yeah. They would have said human and human. Like, can't even yeah. procreate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, but what it's was ridiculous. supposed to have created a Frankenstein turns out to could it turned out that has the stigma for right for reasons yeah. Yeah. of being beautiful and how how, how interesting is that just yeah. from a natural point of view. And yeah. I
2: think from a biracial perspective, I can appreciate like I love the natural hair movement, the black mm-hmm. women. I walk in and I see all this natural hair and all these beautiful black, black women, and I'm just like, oh, I love it. I love it. And I can also see the beauty of the white. That's right. Uh, you know, what standards of beauty, like they're equal. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's and so new, that's to, neutral. to be
2: able to see from that perspective and go, what are we doing? Yeah. Right. It, yeah. I think that might be a unique perspective because I celebrate that. I'm yeah. Just you can
1: celebrate the, bo- the like, beauty everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. You just, yeah.
2: you know, you, yeah. you, you kind of you end up not being so colorism. Right. You just yeah. start looking at it and going, what's the problem here? There's, yeah. Just, just, spectrum celebra- of just celebrating different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I
0: love, uh, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, I, I love the way that you lean into that space, Deborah. It's, uh, you know, you've you've you jumped in, you know, really early with Threaded and have been just kind of really, uh, in some ways, not just the the female backbone, but the backbone of Threaded in the way that you are are showing uh, just in your existence. Um, Everything we're working for is possible. And it's beautiful and it's amazing. It creates something that that people will love and want to be around right which is we love and, and want to be around you all the time that's why you got Indeed. on the show right That's uh, what she's uh, and so I you it, 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 it and guys. you said it and it's it's it can be a pejorative but in some ways, you you get to play the mascot for reconciliation. Yeah, I love that. You know? I don't mind that at all. Yeah, we'll get like, you a costume yeah. and we'll, we'll figure out what you right. I will
2: be the mascot. That's, there right. Go. That's, there right. Go. That's right. There you That's well, yeah.
0: right. Well, look, hey, and this this well, is weapons this. of
2: righteousness in my right hand and my left hand. Well, you're coming. Just, you just let's about go. to— so I'm let's, yeah. let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Get the hammond out of here. Let's go for it.
0: Man, hey, great great conversation today. Yeah, uh, yeah. so glad to have Deborah. we're going to get you on for other things as well. But man, it's been I'm good to kind of you know you. introduce you in there. Yeah, I love, I, love I, love it, I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, this good stuff. well, as we always say, man, this is this is uh color commentary, right? It, we've got colorful people in here, and we were having actual conversations around color and what that looked like, and uh, so. Uh, we hope you'll come back again next time. Uh, make sure you send in your comments. Tell us what you think about the show, right? Colored comments. Go to Twitter. It's going to be a good time. We want to hear from you. And also, don't be afraid to subscribe and then rate and review. Let people know what you think about the show yeah. and pass it on to others because yeah. we think this is a great opportunity for people to learn what it's like uh, to, for, for people to exist in this world that is so colored. So, stay colored.
2: You have been listening to Colored Commentary, powered by Threaded, a biblical reconciliation ministry. To find out more about Threaded and Colored Commentary, go to wearethreaded.org forward slash podcast. And to continue today's conversation, follow us on Twitter at Colored Comments.